Thank you for joining me today. This is episode number nine. My name is Dale Lott Jr. And you are listening to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. Welcome back to A Better Pickup Line, the podcast. So over the last few weeks, we've been discussing your beliefs, how it's important that you believe the love of Christ or the love of God. You believe uh, he has a purpose for you. You believe he has a plan for you and you believe his identity. Now, the reason I'm doing this and going, setting this foundation is because I want you to know who you are. And the main reason for that is when it comes to giving advice, I would find out that when I would tell people what it is that I would do, their first response would be, oh, what you got? As if it's a magic trick. And I noticed that depending on how someone, how they saw things, depending on their perspective or their filter, that would determine how they heard what I said. And I realized there were certain things that I was understanding in the, you know, some foundational things that was coloring how I understood it, and I needed them to understand what I understood in order to properly put in the correct perspective what I had just spoken. So I'm spending some time just putting things in the proper context so that you will have the proper filter, the proper perspective to understand exactly what it is that I'm saying. And it's not that what I'm saying is so so profound that it's, that it's a super mystery. It's simple things that you've probably heard. And if you haven't, once you hear it, it just makes it makes sense. But again, I want your identity and your thought process to receive it in a certain way. I don't want it to be received in a way in which I do not mean. So I just want to continue with that a little bit. Today on this episode, I really want to continue with who you are. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 26, the mystery which has been hidden from ages and from generations, but now has been revealed to his saints. Verse 27, to them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope or the earnest expectation of glory, divine manifestation. What I want you to understand is now that you are born again, if you are born again, You have Christ living on the inside of you and you are in him. You are one with Christ as he is. So are you here on this earth. You have the Christ living on the inside of you that said it is finished. The Christ that disarmed principalities and powers triumphing over them, making a public spectacle of them. You have the Christ on the inside of you that has sat down at the right hand of the father. That's the Christ who lives in you. That's the Christ that you are now one with. It's like taking green clay and blue clay, mashing it all together. You can't pull it apart again. You are now one with him. If you pour some water into a a glass, throw in that Kool-Aid pack and that sugar, mix it all up, there is not any way that you're going to filter that out again. It's a done deal. 
And so I want you to understand that Christ lives in you. You carry about the same characteristics as the Christ who said it is finished. Christ has already taken care of it. And what is in you is his finished works. You know, in 1 Corinthians 1, 23, Paul talks about, but we preach Christ crucified. That's all we preach. Why is Paul only preaching Christ crucified? Because he wanted them to understand that Christ died for them. Christ moved on the inside of them. And when Christ died, everything was finished. The work was done. And now he who has finished the work now lives on the inside of them. See, the simplicity of this truth is that Jesus has already done it all. Everything that we need, everything we want, everything we hope for, desire, all of that was completed when Jesus said, it is finished. At that point, he fulfilled the law. And he reconciled us back unto God. There is no longer any need for us to try and figure things out. Trying to do it ourselves as as if it hadn't already been done. Our faith should now be in the finished works of Christ. The Christ who lives in us. Recognizing that all we have to do is connect with our belief and words to what he has accomplished and made available to us. Trying to figure it out says that we don't believe he finished it. Because he was crucified, we have peace. Because he was crucified... I can now say that my entire life has already been woven together and completely furnished and I was set down right in the middle of it after it was perfectly and uniquely made for me. The Christ that did all of this for me now resides on the inside of me. So the Bible says that as he is, so are we here on this earth. So now I possess those same characteristics. You possess those same characteristics now. And we should be living a life that exemplifies Christ every day. Okay, well, let's take a quick walk. What does the Bible say about Christ? Because what it says about Christ is now is now our identity. That's who we are in him. In John 1, starting at verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Drop down to verse 14, and the Word became flesh. So Jesus is the Word of God. Guess what? I am now one with the Word of God. You are now one with that Word. Remember, when God created man, he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. He spoke words to create man. Let us make man in our image. We are, our spirits are the word of God. And what does it say in Isaiah? Isaiah 55, 11, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. You are now the word of God. Now, you're not Christ. I'm not saying that. <laughs> But your spirit is word and God has promised that his word will not return to him void. We will not return to God void whatsoever because we are his word. We accomplish everything that he pleases and we prosper in the thing for which he sent us. So you don't ever have to worry about being a failure because you were sent to prosper. You were sent to accomplish everything that God spoke over your life. Every last bit, every detail. And because we're talking about finding a mate, that means what? Uh, that means you are successful in finding the mate that God has for you. That, that means you're successful in having uh, a, 
a great relationship, a great marriage. That means you are successful in fulfilling his entire will for your life, successful in your finances, successful in your body. You are successful in business. You are successful at changing lives. What God spoke for your life, what he spoke you to do, you accomplish it because you are his word. So we see that Jesus says he is the word of God. We're one with that word now. We do not return to God void. We prosper in all that we do. We are fruitful now because we are in him. The Bible says of Joseph, says uh, Joseph was a prosperous man because the Lord was with him. We are now one with that same Lord. So we have no choice but to be prosperous. We have no choice to be powerful, influential. We have no choice but to manifest all of the goodness and all of the characteristics of the word of God, because that is who we are. What else does it say? John one and then go up to verse 12. It says, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So because I'm in Christ, I am his son because you're in Christ. You are his son or his daughter. I don't know about you, but that, that, that's an amazing thing to think about. Here's the thing. That means it, the, the Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. He owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Everything belongs to him. So what that means is now I am a child of wealth. I am a child of glory. You know, you see the children uh, of, uh, let's say somebody like Rockefeller, one of the children of the Rockefellers. Their business was successful because of who their dad was. They had access to people that other people didn't have access to because of who their dad was. People wanted to be around them because of who their dad was. Doors were open for them because of who their dad was. And so it is with us. We have access to people that other people don't have access to because of who our dad is. We walk in victory because of who our dad is. We are successful because of who our dad is. We live in the best houses, drive the best cars, eat the best food. We live the best life because of who our dad is. And if we ever find ourselves in trouble, we know that our dad can bail us out. We know that our dad can rescue us. He can deliver us. People want to be around us because of who our dad is. This is what our heritage is now that we are in Christ. Now that we understand that this is our identity, us looking for a mate becomes totally different now. We don't go with low self-esteem. We don't go just looking for anybody because we're lonely or insecure and we just want somebody. That's not our mindset anymore. Our mindset now becomes, I am able to receive the best. I am able to obtain the best people want to be around me because of who my dad is. You're looking for a wife. You're looking in a completely different arena now. Your confidence level is different now. A man approaches you. Your confidence level is different now. Your expectation is different now because of who you are and whose you are. You know who your dad is. You are a child of the most high God because you are in Christ. First Corinthians 1 24. It says that Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Well, guess what? You are now in Christ Jesus. So you are the power of God. What is the power of God means? That means you are now and you possess his great and marked ability to do something or to act 
in a particular way. You are now and you possess his ability to direct and influence the behavior of others and the course of events. You are now and you have, you possess his physical strength and force, his capacity, his performance, his energy, his ability to affect the emotions and the intellect, his legal ability, his delegated authority. You possess and you exercise his authority, his privilege and his influence in your life. You're able to reflect it, exhibit it in your life. You are his wisdom, his prudence. You're his skill. You're his comprehensive insight. You're his right application of knowledge. You are his insight into the true nature of things. You understand things that others do not. You have his same soundness of action and decision. And you are his ability to discern inequalities and relationships. You possess that wisdom. That's why over in verse 30 of this same chapter in 1 Corinthians 1, it says, But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. So because we're in Christ, we're wisdom now. We are righteousness. We are right standing with God. We stand before God without any guilt, condemnation, or shame. We stand before him as if we've never sinned, in full agreement with him in our thoughts, our speech, our desires, our actions our emotions. We've been made sanctification. We are sanctified by the blood of Jesus. We are set aside, set apart for special privileges, special services, special work, special uh, assignment. We are holy and uncommon. And not only that, we're redemption. We've been redeemed from the curse. We've been bought back by the blood of Jesus from the power, the privilege, the authority the penalty, the right to act, the privilege, and the punishment of sin. Sin has been dismissed completely out of your life, has no authority in your life. It's been sent away out of your life. That's what Christ has been made for us. Christ has made us that. Remember also in uh, Colossians, Colossians 1.28, Him we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. So in Christ, we're perfect, we're mature, we're whole. We're of consummate soundness, of the highest degree of soundness. We're complete in every detail. We've reached our end. And the final de definition of perfect is I am. We are children of God who, remember, he, he introduced himself as I am that I am. And if he is that he is, then we are who we are through him. We are everything we need to be. We are whoever and whatever we need to be to accomplish the task, to get the job done, because we are in Christ. Colossians 2 and, and, and 9 says, For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So if all the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in him, then all the fullness dwells in us. We're filled with his full number, his full measure, his full complement, the copiousness of God, the, the completeness of God is manifested in us, in physical form, here on the earth. Verse 10, and you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. So I am I am complete in Jesus. And that, that word complete means highly proficient, not limited in any way, having all necessary parts and elements fully carried out and not requiring any more work. I have everything I need, all necessary parts and elements. I'm highly proficient. There's not one area in which I'm limited. I have been fully carried out and I am not requiring any more work because Jesus 
did it all. Christ and him crucified is what we preach. And it says that Christ is the head of all principality and power. Well, guess what? If he's the head of all principality and power, then I'm above and the head of all principality and power because I reside in him. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that means I'm at the right hand of the father. When we look at Revelations 5 and 10, we see that we have this authority, that same authority. That's why we're the head of of all principality and power, because we have the same authority that Jesus has. He's given it unto us. Revelations 5.10, speaking of Jesus, says, And have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. We have authority to reign on this earth as kings and as priests. We are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a chosen generation, his peculiar people. We have royal authority. Remember Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. The Bible says that the earth he's given to the children of men. He gave us the authority to exercise dominion here on the earth. So now we need to operate like kings here on the earth. We need to operate in authority and dominion here on the earth. You have the authority to speak your mate into existence. You have the authority to set things in order. You have the ability, as I said earlier, to direct and influence the behavior of others in the course of events. You have the authority to speak it into existence right now. If you look over, let's see, in Proverbs, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit thereof. So death and life are in the power of your tongue. What you speak, it is so. Proverbs 13 and 2, a man shall eat well by the fruit of his mouth. Verse 3, he who guards his mouth preserves his life. Proverbs 12 and 14, a man will be satisfied with good by the fruit of his mouth. Proverbs 12 and 6, but the mouth of the upright will deliver them. You have the authority to speak into existence what it is that you desire because you are a king, you are a priest. And how does a king reign and rule? A king makes a decision, a king issues a decree, but someone or something else gets the job done. It's time for you to make a decree. It's time for you to use your authority. It's time for you to stop waiting on God to uh, 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 call something to happen in the sweet by and by and use your authority to find the mate, to receive the mate that you desire. It's time for you to set order in your life. Well, that's our show for today. If you have any questions, you can reach out to me through my social media accounts at Jr, and on Instagram, it's Lot. Or you can reach out to me through my blog, abetterpickupline.com, and inbox me your questions there. Now, before we leave, I'm going to ask you to do three things. Number one, subscribe. Whether you're listening through iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or whatever your favorite pod catcher is, make sure you subscribe. The second thing, Help me spread the word. If you're consuming this podcast through Facebook or YouTube, 
like, share, comment. Make sure you tell somebody who you think this podcast would be a benefit to. The third thing I'm asking you to do is visit DellLot.org. If you'd like to invite me out to your church, your convention, your conference, your organization, whatever your function is, you would like me to come out and speak. You can find all the information on DellLot.org. As well, there's information about my book, In That Land, A Seed, Time, and Harvest Approach to Finding a Wife. And I'm going to ask you to purchase that today. And with that being said, I want you to have a great and awesome day. And join me next time on a better pickup line, the podcast.